So we're in a series called A Longing. And in that series, we're, we're talking about the, the phenomenon of natural revelation. Natural revelation is the idea that before we even look at the written revelation of scripture, there's enough around us that makes us say, hmm, there may be a God, or maybe there must be a God, or maybe we're, we're sure there's a God. We've looked at things like justice, we've looked at beauty, freedom, truth, power, and today we're going to talk about spirituality. I think we'll probably talk next week about spirituality as well. One of the ways that we express spirituality, perhaps one of the major ways, is music, the arts. And in, in our exploring of music and the wonder of the arts, something inside us is called out. And we feel as though it's being called out by something, someone greater than we are. And indeed we believe that that's going on. But music is a very important part of, of most people's lives. Some people sing their way through life. Um, I always loved when Anne White came in the building because if you were ever in here with Anne, what did you hear before you saw Anne? You heard whistling because Anne whistles her way through life. Um, we have a son who sang his way through life. He made up new words. That didn't matter. He liked his words better. There are people I watch every day with uh, earphones in and they are walking or running and they are listening to music. The people on the buses and the subways are listening to music. So music is all around us. And music is, is a, a phenomenon um, that is delivered to us in all kinds of ways. We say all kinds of genres. So you might be a person who is um, affected by the genre of classical music. Maybe you're someone who's affected by the genre of country western music. I used to deny that anybody could be, but now I've discovered there's new country and now we love n new country. It's very religious music, you probably know. It's, it's mostly about God and sin, a lot about sin. But maybe you love that genre. I, I want to take you today to two just, they're kind of striking verses about singing, about music in the New Testament. As we get at the notion of spirituality, this, this way that we are, this way that we sense that we are more than the natural person that we see, that uh, in us and around us and in certain places and in certain experiences, there's a presence. And the presence is the presence of God or the presence of the wonder about God or wondering about God. And Paul talks to the church in the New Testament about how they use music so that they can engage their understanding of the presence of God, of the reality of God. The first verse is one from Ephesians chapter 5. And in Ephesians 5, Paul says to, to these followers of Jesus, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. 
So once again, I, I call you back to the ideas that Susan had for us. And as you fixate on this verse, on, as you meditate on the words of this verse, just think about what comes to mind, what, what is evoked by, by the things that Paul is saying to the Ephesians. Uh, he's telling them that they are to live in a way that is called being filled with the Spirit. Spirituality is about the Spirit. We know it's about the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, when you are living a spiritual life, when you're being a spiritually aware person, when you're being filled with the Spirit, you will want to express the love that you have for God, the worship that you have for God. So Paul says there are three things that you should do, three ways that you can use music, we would say, to express your spirituality, to express your love for God, your worship for God. So he says you should speak to one another, and it's interesting to me, the, the verbs in this are, are kind of key to what I want to share today. He, he doesn't say sing to one another, first of all. So that, that's okay, we're not allowed to sing, we are allowed to speak. And so we're fine there, and, and Paul says, and as you speak to one another, as you use your communication with one another, there are these three, let's say they're genres, they, they are kinds of singing, kinds of music that you can use in the process of living out being filled with the Spirit. So he says, what I think you should do is you should speak to one another in psalms, in hymns, and in spiritual songs. Have you ever wondered about what the difference is between those three? Three different categories that uh, are ways that we express our spirituality through music, and Paul labels them psalms, spiritual songs, and hymns. What are they? The psalms, that may seem rather obvious to us, in fact, it should, because the Psalms literally are the Psalter, the Psalms of David. And they are David's hymn book. They are David's songbook. And so as we think about how we can use music, as we can think about the genres of our, of our Christian music, one of them is the use of Psalms. Um, some of the most beautiful lyrics in all of the world are to be found in, in the lyrics of the Psalms. Uh, they have a meter to them. Um, there is in, in the old country uh, a way to recite the Psalms that, that it has a lilt to it. There, there is a way that, that they are experienced. They're oftentimes the story of, of David as he continues to walk with God as a shepherd boy and then finally becomes the king of Israel. Um, the word that is used for uh, psalms is, is a word that literally means to pluck. So it, it probably has to do with the use of stringed instruments. And the origin of the sp stringed instruments um, we come all the way back into the Old Testament and, and think of an instrument like the lyre, um, which was one that was used to accompany the simple singing of the psalms. The second kind of song or genre is what is called spiritual songs. Uh, I'm sorry, is is called hymns. I 
rushing ahead all the way here. Hymns, what are hymns? Well, once again, we call things hymns that we have usually bound up in a book. And oftentimes, if you grew up in church, you would look at the pew ahead of you and there would be a hymn book ahead of you. Uh, Many old-time preachers talk about having two books, having a Bible and a hymn book. And they would spend their lives reading the Bible and reading the hymn book. Um, we, we grew up in a tradition where there was a particular hymnal um, that was a very special one, f- filled with hymns, with lovely, lovely words um, that w- we could use to put to music and sing to one another. The third genre is the genre Paul calls spiritual songs. Now, um, psalms are already written down for us. Hymns have been written down for us as well. So what are spiritual songs? Is is it a chronological thing? So maybe we go through time and we begin in the Old Testament with the psalms and then we get into the New Testament and early Christianity and that's the hymns and then we have contemporary songs. Is is that what is meant by spiritual songs? I, I, I don't think it is. What seems to be meant by spiritual songs is songs that are that are literally prompted by the spirit. Um, in a sense, they're they're extemporaneous. They 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 happen on site. So we know where to find the psalms. We know where to find the hymns. But where do we find these spiritual songs? We find them where we are. And you might not fancy yourself a songwriter, and yet you very well can be a songwriter if something comes to mind as you observe what God has created. Um, if perhaps a, um, a notion comes into your head or some words come into your head and you, you find yourself phrasing these into, into a, maybe the verse of something, there are people all over who do indeed fancy themselves as songwriters and we find out whether they're good songwriters or not if two years after they've written a song anybody remembers it anymore, right? What, what do we learn about these, these three genres? Let me suggest to you these ways to view the genres of, of Christian music or Christian singing. We could say that psalms are those kinds of music that are sung to God. They, they simply extol God. So if you think of the eighth psalm, for example, um, David is, is, is just marveling. He's saying, Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name? And he talks about when he sees what he has made and he, he marvels at what he has made, and then he, he's brought to think about humankind and how God is interested in humankind. And, and the psalm is, is simply the song that is sung to God. It, it's a pure um, expression of our love and our worship of God. The second category, though, we identify as hymns. We might say our songs or music that is sung about God. Um, There are in the New Testament several references that are kind of long theological pieces 
they are long theological pieces that people who are writing to churches um, seem to be able to call into mind for those that they're writing to. So in Ephesians and in Colossians and in John, there are long passages that it's now thought were part of the hymnary of the early church, that, that when Paul called these things to mind and framed them in, a, in, in, in kind of a paragraph, the people w- would immediately have identified them as the hymns that they sang. Um, the, Colossians 1 is a great example of that where it just talks in grand, grand language about what God is like and what God has done. And Paul's able to call to mind the theology of the early church by calling to mind the hymns of that early church that they would have been familiar with and probably even sang together. The third category called spiritual songs, my being a little tongue-in-cheek is by saying that these are songs that are sung by God. I don't know if you've been in in the kind of of Christian context in which singing in the spirit is a tradition. It's a it's a beautiful expression, and if 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 it goes well, there is a delightful blending of the sounds that come from the human voice. And what happens is that people are are simply taken over by their worship and out of their mouth comes a melody of of beauty usually concentrating on on simple ideas or or profound ideas about their faith and you find that there's a lovely harmony that is affected and and we might say that what is happening there is not that there's uh, a book where you can find some psalms or some hymns, but that God himself kind of shows up and sings through the human voices that are around us. Um, there are folks among us who have the gift of tongues, the spiritual gift of tongues. Um, it, it's a gift that has caused all kinds of confusion and conflict over the years, and, and that's a, a, a terrible travesty, really, because it, it's, it's a gift from God. Some would say that it's a gift that is given by God to those who, when they run out of human language, are given another language to speak. Um, and, and maybe it's an angelic sort of a language. It's a language that, that they have never learned. And yet, as linguists have listened to people speaking in tongues, they've been able to see that this language has a syntax and a structure. It's, 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 a, it's a real language. Um, and those who have the gift of, tongue, of tongues, particularly in their prayers, uh, find that w- when they run out of ways to pray about what they would like to ask God for or talk to God about, that tongues becomes the way to express from their spirit to the spirit of God what is on their heart and and what is on their mind. In the writings of the New Testament, um, Paul talks about the gift of tongues actually being um, something that is causing division. And it, it, 
as it has been in, in some parts of, of modern Christian and church history, um, it, it was kind of the coveted gift where, where if you were thinking about what spiritual gifts there were available, you might say, boy, I wish I could have tongues. And so in the Corinthian church, um, those in that church were saying tongues was, is the best gift to have. Everybody should really want to have the gift of tongues. And Paul says, no, not everybody has the gift of tongues, and not everybody should want to have the gift of tongues. In fact, he says, could we just take this into another arena altogether and talk about love? Because if, if there's something all of us need to have, it's love, not one of the gifts. So he says, not, not all speak in tongues, but some do speak in tongues. And so even in, as I say, in modern church history, uh, denominations have been formed around the gift of tongues in particular. And uh, it, it has been um, inappropriately advanced and also inappropriately despised. So we say, and in the Christian Missionary Alliance, there is a beautiful um, little quote from our founder that sim simply says, seek not, forbid not. Don't go hunting for the gift of tongues as though it's, it's kind of, you know, the great achievement. But don't forbid it. Don't be telling someone not to be using the gift of tongues. So we need to share with one another. And if, if you are a tongue speaker, tell people about it. Let them ask you what that, what that feels like or how it happens rather than either are thinking, well, that's for some special people or that's, something I don't think anybody should really want. It, it's one of the gifts that we celebrate. And so into the, the mix of the uh, confusion of the New Testament, Paul says, I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the spirit. It, it could be by the spirit as well. It would be the same preposition. I, I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the mind also. The distinction is between spirit and mind. So that's not to say that singing in the spirit is mindless. It's to say that there's a kind of singing that comes from the cognitive grasping of truth, of um, what we know of who God is and what God does because of what we have seen and so on. Th there's another way that we sing, which is not dependent on this cognitive grasping. Um, it's something that comes in, it, it, sort of in, in a direct way, that th th there's kind of a direct connection between God's mind and ours, or God's voice and ours, and this this beautiful expression of singing in the spirit, or by the spirit, is something that is not decided or determined. And so when it, when it does find freedom, um, it, it is a beautiful expression of God actually speaking into the middle of, of his family or singing into the middle of his family. When we talk about that, a lot of people just, you know, I see people begin to fold their arms or they begin to just, see, I saw Wayne just folded his arms, say, I... Because you say, what? It, how weird is this going to get? <clears throat> I, I want to tell you, it's not 
at all weird. And when we can all sing together, I challenge you for us to have a time when we try to sing in the spirit. Are you up for that? Because all we need to do is allow ourselves to start to speak, to start to sing, and to listen to one another and see what the Spirit does by his presence among us. So some of you are saying, well, there aren't very many things I'm grateful for COVID about, but this may be one of them, right? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the mind also. Coming back to the the verse we started with, um, the way that this ends up is 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 kind of the point where he says, "We will be singing and making melody with our hearts to the Lord." So the whole point of the expression of music, of the use of of singing, of of the gathering of songs, is that we find ourselves as people from whose hearts there is a beautiful music that comes to the Lord. So I'm going I'm to stop and see if there's something anybody is chatting with us about, or if you're here and you have a comment, go ahead and say it out loudly, okay? So don't be spraying it or whatever we're afraid of. Just say it loudly and I'll try to repeat it. Or Bethany, what are we hearing from anybody else? We've got a couple of comments on uh, YouTube. So Kevin Black said that he thinks music is like a wing- window to our soul, but we need to be- think about what are we letting in through the window? And Sylvie commented that music helps her focus on God and other distractions are drowned out. Hmm. Good comments. And, and Kevin is, is spot on, right? Because music, we are vulnerable to music in, in good and bad ways. And so since music can, can kind of bypass um, other, uh, if you like, sort of um, barriers that we, we put in the way, music that is bad for us um, can can get into our souls, into our spirits. Now, that you know brings a lot of things forward. I mean, I, I remember being told that rock and roll was of the devil. How many grew up in a church that told them that, right? Rock and roll is of the devil. And then, so who was it wrote a song said, why should the devil have all the good music? Is rock, is the rock form a devilish form? Is it... Is, is, is syncopation demonic or of the devil? Is um, counting on two and four instead of one and three something that comes from hell? Well, no, not at all. I mean, I think it'd be very difficult to, to come up with a genre of music that we would say is intrinsically bad or evil. Um, cacophony, right, or dissonance, even that, um, musicians would say they all have their place um, in, in the order of, of music. What we put with music um, can be very, very powerful. So lyrics um, need to be examined. Are, are, are the lyrics true? Are they good? Are they adhering to the counsel of God's word that whatever things are good and pure and we should think on those things? So if we listen to music and the lyrics of that music are not God-honoring, um, 
then we would say, hmm, this may not be the best kind of music for me to listen to at all. I have my own opinion about all other kinds of music, and you probably do too as well. Sylvia as well is saying, I mean, here it is, music is, is, is something that, that can just open ourselves up to the Lord. I, I love my Spotify list, and I love to listen on my earphones, and I have, I have all of my favorite songs on, on my playlist. Um, most of my favorite songs are classical. Um, that's just what I love to hear. Um, and I find that there's, there's a quiet comes to my, whatever else I'm doing when that music is, is playing. And um, how many of us have not listened to the Messiah and been in awe of the incredible majesty of, of the, the music and the lyrics? Great comments. Anything anybody here wants to say? Or what have you been doing um, given what Susan suggested you could do during the, the sermon time? Susan, what have you been doing? Su- Susan's been doing some drawings. Yeah. Picking out words from the lyrics and focusing on them. Good stuff. Let me remind you again of the verse. Be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, and here it is the actual word singing, so he started with speaking, now he goes to singing, and the word melody um, coupled with with that singing harks back to the original word for the psalms. So it has to do with playing of music and singing music. So we are in the zone when we are thinking about playing music, uh, whether it is plucked or whether it is from a woodwind as would have been another typical uh, instrument of music in, in the, the Old Testament days. So we're in the zone when we're, when we're playing music, when we're singing music, and they, they combine um, to enhance our spirituality, to, to identify our spirituality. And in fact, we would say that, that music is a great gift from God that actually turns us around and asks us to pay attention to God. So why don't we pray about this and just commit to the Lord the things that we've been learning. Father, we thank you for the gift of music. Um, If we were to imagine our lives and our world without music, it would be an empty place. And we bless you for how music opens our hearts and our souls and our eyes and our ears to you. And we imagine the music of heaven. And we we find ourselves cast forward into revelation and hear things like choirs of thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000 singing lyrics um, that are profound. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. And when that music um, booms through heaven, 
there is an awe and, and there is a resonance that says amen to the truth of the music and to the delight of the instrumentation that is around it. it sounds like trumpets are favorites in heaven. Father, we think of the time when the temple uh, was being dedicated and the, the, the presence of God descended in such power that even the instruments all had to be silent. And we recognize, Father, that silence after music or in the midst of music is, is a great gift from you that causes us to stop. So in the Psalms, we, we notice sila that seems as though it's, a, it's an annotation that says stop or pause or rest, think. And Father, we pray that you will use music in, in continued ways and in growing ways in our lives. Thank you that even in the midst of this COVID, we're, we're, we're caused to think about singing. So it's, it's, it's not the time for us anymore to say we don't like that song or not, or not, or we don't like that kind of music or not. It's time for us to think that what we had was a great gift that we should have embraced more, more fully. And Father, we, we pray that as we move again into being able to sing, may, may we not hold back, um, but may we sing, may we play, may we enjoy um, this great aspect of our spirituality. And we look forward to all that that means and all that will promise for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs>